Hey family, it's Pastor Travis and I am so excited about this week's message. Listen, you need to turn up your phone, your car, however you're listening because it's about to go down. I pray today you are inspired and that your faith is increased. If you want to partner with the awesome vision of Forward City Church, go now to forwardcity.tv slash give to get involved. Hey, I love you. Remember your past is gone, your future is waiting. So prepare to move forward. I told y'all sit down too soon. Can y'all help me celebrate you all's pastors, Pastor Travis and Dr. Jackie Green. Forward City, they in San Diego, but let's raise it up where they hear it all the way on the on the West Coast. What, what God has given you all the grace to build here in Columbia, South Carolina is so special. I was uh, talking with uh, Pastor Travis this morning and was telling him this is probably one of my top two, top three places to be in. I love, and I mean that. I've been able to travel the world doing this. This is one of my favorite places to be. I love what you all have created by the leading of Holy Spirit here. And I don't think you all have seen a glimpse of the glory that's about to hit Columbia. I think I'll get into it in my message, but I want to thank God for my beautiful wife who is here with me today. And my beautiful children, two in here, two in the back. I thank God for all of them and for each and every one of you. I honor you and I want to Go ahead and jump into the word. Y'all ready to work? Let's go to Acts 17. Acts 17. I'm going to read the first eight verses. Um, My version may read just a little bit different from yours. I'm reading from New Revised Standard Version. And um, here is what the scripture says. After Paul and Silas had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica where there was a Jewish synagogue. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on three Sabbath days argued with them from the Scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary. Everybody just shouted, it was necessary. I, I, I don't know what season you just came out of, but can I make this real quick prophetic declaration over you? The last thing you just survived was necessary. It, it, this only gonna matter to those that know you survived something in the last six months, nine months, last year and a half. Just shout it to yourself, it was necessary. I had to go through everything I went through while I was going. It did not feel good, but it grew me, it was necessary. This ain't even where I'm preaching today, but it was necessary. I cried many tears, but it was necessary. I had many lonely moments, but it was necessary. Everything God took me through and allowed me to survive, it was, it was necessary. So it was necessary for the Messiah to suffer. And to rise from the dead and saying, this is the Messiah, Jesus, whom I'm proclaiming to you. Some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas 
as did a great many of the devout Greeks and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews became jealous. And with the help of some ruffians, King James says some thugs in the marketplace, they formed a mob and set the city in an uproar. While they were searching for Paul and Silas to bring them out to the assembly, they attacked Jason's house. When they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some brothers and sisters before the city authorities, shouting, these people who have been turning the world upside down have come here also. And Jason has entertained them as guests. They are all acting contrary to the decrees of the emperor, saying there is another king named Jesus. The people and the city officials were disturbed when they heard this. And after they had taken bail from Jason and the others, they let them go. Where I really want to mess with y'all from is verse 6. These people have been turning the world upside down. And they have come to Columbia also. These people <laughs> are turning the world upside down. They are here also. And I want you... Uh, to look at a neighbor, you ain't got no mask on, you feel safe. Look at a neighbor real quick and say, neighbor, just in case you didn't know, we just getting started. Now that was the corporate world, look, word. look at another neighbor, say, hey neighbor, if my last season made them mad they ain't seen nothing yet I was just warming up but I'm just getting started and I declare real quick eyes have yet to see ears have yet to hear hearts ain't even started to entertain what God's about to do in your midst you just getting so let, 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 let's play with this for a few moments. Um, June 12, 2017, um, NBA Finals comes to a close. The Golden State Warriors win again. And there go my three Golden State fans. The Golden State Warriors win again. Steph Curry, in post-game interview, is asking about the success of their team and what is going to happen in the years to come. And his only remarks were, we just getting started. Little did we know that over the next eight seasons, they would win a total of four times. And the beginning of a legacy would start to unfold. I believe the difficult part about legacy building and legacy leaving is not getting started. The hardest part about really building something that's going to be sustained is dealing with the low moments and staying with it long enough because you know what you heard him say. T today, this word is meant 
to encourage those that heard God say something. But somewhere along life's line, there was an enemy that tried to distract you from your destiny. My prophetic affirmation over you is simply to remind you what God said he's going to do. What God promised he's going to perform. And there ain't a devil in hell that's going to be able to stop what heaven has already started. If, if you are facing any level of adversity right now in your life, adversity is a sign that you are probably headed in the right direction. I don't want this season's friction to make you miss the God that is maturing you through the difficult moments. Because the truth is, Steph Curry won the next year, and then Golden State, Golden State got kind of low for a minute, yep. I don't, I don't want y'all to forget like two seasons ago, they was at the bottom of the barrel. But the beauty is, Steph didn't opt out just because it wasn't going the way he wanted it to go. Destiny is not something you can check out of just because things are not going in your favor today. I want to encourage those today who find themselves on a journey becoming something great to not allow a low season or a low moment to stop you from evolving into everything heaven's called you to be. Because here it is. I'm going to jump into this actual text in a moment, but... There are three tools the enemy uses to make you stop what you've started. Distractions, discouragement, and delays. Everybody shout it with me. Distractions, discouragement, delays. Distractions, here it is. Distractions, I'm defining it like this. When we start well, but become sidetracked by staring at successes of others you have yet to obtain. I don't want you in your journey to become to be distracted by somebody that's been doing this 15 years and think on day 15 you should already arrive at year 15 success. The truth of the matter is this, you can stare to learn but don't stare to envy. Because anytime you're trying to evolve into where somebody else already is, you become jealous of a success of a story you ain't lived through. And just because you see them winning now, you don't know the valleys they survived to be on the mountain. See? This is why you should never look at anybody and assume you know everything about them. Don't let the Mac jack you up. Just because I look well today don't mean I ain't survived a whole... So, so scream it real quick. No distractions. No distractions. No distractions. Number two is discouragement. Discouragement happens when we start well but lose heart because dynamics have not worked in our favor. It's the moment where we expected at the end of year one, we're going to be millionaires. And we expected 
that when we started it, everybody in our family was going to follow. And when we expected the support that we gave to others to be immediately reciprocated back. It's easy to become discouraged when you live your life on an altar for others and then start your own. And it feels as if everybody around you looking at you crazy because you should have never went that far. What I want to take away from you is the, the plot of hell to discourage you from destiny. Because those that you thought should have been pushing you ain't nowhere to be found. Number three. Number three is delays. Distractions, discouragement, delays. Just delays happen when we start well, but we don't see or sense a return on the investment at the deadline we've given ourselves. The challenge is some of you all have given yourselves deadlines to be successful, and heaven knows no time. It may be delayed from your perspective, but heaven has a timing you have not met yet. <laughs> because God never does anything late. There's a thing called heaven's divine timing. And what it means is God knows exactly when to show up in the midst of what he told you to do. So even if I feel delay, it's really divine. Woo! Every, I need y'all to hear what I just said. Every delay is divine. If it didn't happen in my time, it must mean my time is off with his time. I need to be in line with him. Every delay is divine. So what the enemy will do is try to use distractions, discouragement, and delays to make you forget that God started something good in you. And anything he started, he's going to complete. I want to say it again. Anything he started, he's going to finish that thing. He, he is going to do everything that he said concerning your life. And if it doesn't happen when you thought it would, it does not mean that he forgot what he said and what he promised you. Now, what does all this have to do with the text? It has everything to do with the text because what... What we find when we open Acts 17 is a man by the name of Paul, who we all know very well as one of the curators and narrators of a greater majority of the New Testament. But before he got known for his evangelistic journeys, Paul, we also know, was Saul. He had a story before the story. That before he became the man that God called him to be, he was the man he wanted to be. But ain't it beautiful that God will use every part of your story for you? Now, I, I don't want to go too far, but ain't it beautiful that God will use every part of your, the stuff you thought was too dirty and too nasty for public consumption? God will use that as the very tool for redemption in the life of somebody else. I know you got a little backstory to your life before you came to Christ. And I know you look good, you smell good, you acting good most of the time now. But I want to hear about the you from 10 years ago. I 
want to know a little bit about the nook if you book. I want to know a little bit about the one that's got a story before the story. Because everything in my life was not beautiful. Everything was not perfect. Everything was not right. But the testimony is this. If God could redeem a story like mine, surely he can do it in your life too. May the pristine testimonies go out the window, the saved, sanctified, feel No, no, no. I need to know where you were before you got there. I need to meet the salt. So the beauty of a Paul is that before he was known as Paul, he had a story as a persecutor of the church. Paul by many historical backdrops, wasn't a, he wasn't a poor man, he was a rich man or well-off man. Acts 9, he has this divine confrontation with God. And he sits at the feet of leaders and teachers for approximately three years before he truly surfaces as the communicator that we meet throughout the rest of the book of Acts. I think it's very important that we just drop a pen here, and I'm going somewhere with all this, is that there was a period of time that Paul fell off the map, but when he came back, it was like he never left. He was just preaching a different story than he was last time they met him. Now, here, here's what I'm saying. I think it's very important that in the process of God building you to become, that you find yourself sitting at the right feet. Because the right feet are going to give voice and language to everything you're about to come. This is why, woo, this is why I don't just attend church. I don't just show up on Sunday morning to show up on Sunday morning. I'm sitting at the feet of one who's helping to curate what it is God is calling me to become. I don't just attend the house. I belong to a house. And because I belong to it, what's in it is also going to be on. I want you to hear me. I got to be at the right feet because the right feet have the ability to change everything about my story. I'm not trying to go all the way here this morning, but you do know that you're connected to a miracle house. I want you all to understand you're sitting in a miracle today. Why is that important? Because if miracles are on the house and I live in the house, that means miracles are in my house too. That everything connected to me got miracle working power too. Now, so he, he, he calls Saul, changes his life. Saul starts preaching. He takes his first missionary journey. He's with Barnabas. John Mark, they got a little friction because you do know you can be believers and have friction with people. And there's nothing wrong with you having a little bit of friction with people you love. You tell Barnabas, I don't want John Mark to go anymore. Barnabas said, I ain't going either. Barnabas and John Mark hook up, they keep moving. But then God sends Paul a silence. Now, I'm building this up for a reason. The name Silas means out the woods. Paul is a wealthy, refined man. But then God calls him a street man to walk with him. 
because you don't have to be like me to journey with me. I want you to understand that sometimes your greatest weapon is finding people that ain't made up just like you so they will see the blind spots that you would have missed. Barnabas may not have survived in prison with Paul, but in Acts 16, when Paul prayed, Silas sang, and suddenly an earthquake came. You need the right assignments for every season of your life. And I, I want you to understand what was a little bit different about the two. Barnabas was an encourager. Silas was a prophet. Because at certain intersections of your destiny and your call, you don't just need people to push you. You need people that can see beyond you. Part of what the weaponry of heaven is to get you to your destiny is not just people that are going to push you and tell you you're doing good. It's going to be people that can see beyond where you are right now. And while encouraging you, help you to see tomorrow too. May God send you some silences. I'm praying that God sends you friends that ain't just an amen corner and just yesing and clapping. I'm praying God sends you prophetic friends. Friends that love you enough. Lord have mercy. Friends that love you enough to tell you the truth about where things are. Friends that love you enough to not discourage you but to be honest with you. Everybody shout out. Send me a silence. Send me a silence. Send me a silence. The three points of this message are really easy. They're going through an area called Apollonia and Amphipolis. The name Apollonia means destruction and Amphipolis means surrounded by, because very often before you get to your next destination, you got to survive a little bit of destruction. That there are charted paths that God has made out for you that sometimes aren't always pretty. You survive some destructive days to get where you're going. Here, here are the three points of the message, though. Number one, consistency announces your credibility. Everybody shout it, consistency. The one thing they'll never be able to say about you is that you didn't show up. I think what we miss on the road to wanting to become great is that often what makes greatness happen is not that it happened overnight. It's that we kept doing what we were called to long enough until somebody saw us doing it. Can, can, can I be honest, what I love about Tabitha Brown's story is that Tabitha Brown is the same Tabitha Brown today as she was eight years ago. When two people were viewing her story and now two million, millions of people watching everything that she's doing, she's the same woman today that she was back then. What am I telling you? When you do what you're called to do consistently, the right crowd is going to show up. You, you are preparing for an audience you have not met yet. You just got to keep doing it when they show up and when they don't show up. Make up your mind. I'm still going to do what I'm called to do because consistency is what gives me my credibility. It's not how well you can speak. It's how consistent you can become at your call. Doing it when no one else wants to do it. Showing up when nobody else shows up. 
serving when nobody else wants to serve. Praying it through while everybody else is napping and brunching. Making up your mind, I'm going to do what I'm called to do consistently until I see what God has said. Here is what Paul does. Paul shows up at the church like he does in every city. Paul did not ask for the brunch spots. Paul did not ask for the most comfortable house to be in. When he shows up in Thessalonica, he shows up, says, get me to the church. I got a message to preach, and he don't have 15 series. All he got is Jesus resurrected, crucified, and resurrected. He doesn't have a whole series on faith, on money. He don't have anything on pride. All he got, I got one gospel to preach. It's the gospel of Jesus. The only thing in my arsenal is a resurrected Christ. And for three weeks straight, he goes into the synagogue every week preaching the same gospel. He does it in Thessalonica as he's done it in every other city he enters into. Here is my question. What is killing your consistency? What is stopping you from showing up for you? But can we dig a little deeper? You done shown up for everybody else. What's stopping you from showing up for you? You done believed in everybody else's dream. You have been in everybody else's launch party. You have given words to help craft other people's dreams and vision. You done done vision board parties for everybody. But what happens that's stopping you from showing up for you? What is killing your personal commitment to your consistency? What devil is in your ear whispering to you what you carry don't matter? What, what enemy of your future is getting in your head to make you think that what you carry don't matter? Who told you that what you were created to do wasn't going to make a difference? I don't care if it impacts two or two hundred thousand God has put you here now for impact and your consistency to your call is what's gonna give you the credibility I'm telling you now on the days you don't feel like it shake yourself and show up I need you woo, I, I need you to shout up I'm showing up for me I, th this next six months is a personal six months I have shown up for the past six years for everybody else it's time for me to show up because ooh, I don't know why I'm out because this ain't these ain't the notes um you, you have given and planted too many good seeds, but you're letting your harvest wither because you won't be consistent. You should have already reaped back some of what you've given. But the challenge is when you are not consistent with your call, you lose the benefit of your harvest. So, so what, what I want to declare over you real quick is that you're not going to find 
another excuse to not show up for yourself. If, if you will show up for a nine to five, kind of on time. If you'll show up for practices, for coaches, if you'll show up in, to serve on Sundays, it, it's time for you to wake up and show up for yourself. It, it, it's time, because I'm telling you, Forward City is going to be better when you show up for you too. I, what, what makes the church the church is not us coming together to build an organization. It's you waking up to build what God has put in you and what he's put in you, adding it to the house. We are better when you're at your best. So everybody shout consistency. Consist Man, stop sleeping on yourself. Stop talking yourself out of destiny moments. Stop disqualifying yourself because you don't have the degree yet. I'm glad that God will use the degree and the non-degree to make destiny happen. It, it does not matter how many letters are behind your name. It matters how consistent you are to the call. Paul, every, every week for three weeks, he preaches Jesus, Jesus crucified. And after a while, after the third week, the Bible says that some, some of the men started saying, there's got to be something to this message he's preaching. Then some of the leading women said, there probably is something to this message he's preaching. Here it is. Effectiveness attracts enemies. So if you don't want real enemies, don't be effective. The moment you start doing what you're called to do well, somebody going to have something to say about what it, now I, I just want to, can we just put it all out there? The moment you start doing what you're called to do well, somebody going to have something to say. And what many of us have not been convinced of enough is our why to the degree that our criticisms don't even matter. Matter of fact, I can barely hear what you're saying because I'm so busy doing what I'm called to do. Matter of fact, I don't need anybody to tell me what you're saying because my fruit is already speaking for me. Matter of fact, I don't have time to entertain your foolishness because what I'm doing is working for somebody. Now, let me take it here real quick. Everybody didn't believe. Paul didn't win everybody. He won the right bodies that were assigned to his voice. Please hear me. It's okay if everybody don't support what you're called to do. It's okay if everybody don't understand or get who it is you're called to be. You may not be everybody's cup of tea, but you're going to be the right tea for somebody. I want you to understand. They don't have to like it for you to be called to it. They don't have to support it for God to sustain you. You don't need their yes. You already got heavens. So let's go here. 
Stop scrolling your social media, looking under your post to find the critic. Don't give criticism more power than necessary. Stop trolling your own likes to see who hit a heart. And stop blaming the algorithm for the support you don't see. Who needs you, they gonna find you. I want, I, <laughs> I want y'all to hear me. Whoever needs you, baby, they gonna find you. You can be under a rock and they gonna turn that rock over. Those that need you, they gonna find you. Okay? So, when you're consistent, you invite critics. You invite critics. And the thing that makes the weak break is criticism. Everybody is strong until they get a critique. But here is why I want you to understand. On the road to destiny, you are going to get sometimes more criticism than encouragement. But don't let those who don't believe Stop you from becoming who God said you were going to be. Don't let. Don't let those that want your space and your platform. Make you miss the God who trusted you with it. Don't allow the critics to make you miss. Because the hard part is. Not when the critics come from out there. But when the critics come from in here. Right? It was the people in the synagogue with Paul that went out, because here, here's, how, here's how criticism works. When, when I can't stop you from being effective, I'll smear you and cause unnecessary confusion to try to, try to stop your cause. They go find some thugs, start spreading rumors and get the whole city in an uproar. You know that you're really called to it when you've survived at least one or two smear campaigns against your name. Watch. And when they said it about you, you didn't show up to defend yourself. I need to talk to a couple of y'all that the Holy Ghost and made you put your Instagram and your TikTok up has made you stop texting has because you were about to try to defend yourself in a matter that wasn't yours to defend yourself in i need to talk to a couple of y'all that holy spirit arrested you in a moment where you said i still know how to fight just a little bit and i know what to do to make this right can i talk to a few of y'all that wanted to defend your name and heaven wouldn't let you God said, if you say it, you're going to be fighting for yourself the rest of your life. But if you sit still and survive it, you'll see I'm the God that vindicates your name and I fight it for one of your battles. I serve the God who clears your... I want you to... I said, he clears your name. I don't care what they created. He clears your name. So what they do... When they can't find Paul and Silas, they go to the next closest thing connected to them, Jason. And they pull Jason out his house and say, 
These men that's causing the uproar in the synagogue, this who they've been staying with, watch. You're going to learn real alliances by people who are not afraid to be guilty by association. Because it's not even that you did anything wrong. It's that they're willing to stick with you even when other people do. I'm glad for y'all finding the right Jasons in your life. People that will show up for your cause when you can't show up for yourself and are willing to say the same thing behind your back as they did to your face. May God send you the type of loyal relationships and friends that love you in your face and love you even better when you can't show up. I'm praying for the Jasons to come to your life. Because what your critics don't know is their criticism is really announcing your capability. <laughs> Very often, they're criticizing what they see you having the ability to become. <laughs> Paul and them ain't even hit the world yet. They'd only hit a couple regions. But while they were regional, their critics were declaring the world had been turned upside down. It was an announcement of what was to come. Every criticism is an announcement of what you're on the way to become. Hear me. Very often, they have insight that you haven't believed yet. And they begin speaking to a day that has yet to arrive, but it's on the brink. Here is why you can't let it discourage you. It's an announcement of what you're about to be. It's an announcement of your capability. I want you to hear me by the Spirit of God. You are more capable than you've ever given yourself credit for. You have more capacity than you thought. You're not as stretched as you really have declared. You're just lacking focus. And it's easy to confuse the two. But when you get focused, you'll understand I can do more in these little 12 hours that I was doing before, I just, I just got to kill something to distract my, my focus. My focus right now, it's got to be razor sharp. I, I ain't got time for the riffraff. I ain't got time to be talking to you just to be talking to you. I ain't got time to be in everybody else's business, right? I'm on assignment. Like, my life, I'm on an assignment right now. I need you. Come on. Everybody just shout, I'm on assignment. Like, what? The, and this moment of my life is so sensitive. I cannot fool around and get caught up in the wrong stuff and miss the right God. Hear me. Because you're just getting started. I've talked a lot about you all individually, but I want you all to understand what we'll just call the mantle that's on the house for Forward City and what God is about to do not just for a city and not just for a state, for a region because of what he's put on a house. You all haven't seen reconciliation at the level it's going to happen. You all haven't heard redemptive stories at the level that they're going to come in. You all haven't even began to scratch the surface of the depths of lives and stories that you're going to touch. God did not just start this as 
a late millennial movement. He started this on a trajectory to reset the course of what Christianity looks like for an entire generation of people. Hear me by the Spirit. And people are in awe of what has just happened in less than six years' time. My announcement to you is that this is just the beginning. You are just getting started. And if you make up in your mind to stay committed to survive the critics and the attacks, the naysayers and those that misunderstand you, those that want you to do it a certain way, and those that want you to go back to an older way, if you can survive everything that will come against you, you're going to see the favor of God on this house, which means the favor of God on your house in ways that's going to blow your mind. But when you do it individually, you lift up what God is calling y'all to do corporately. Hear me? This is just the beginning for Forward City. This, this is just the literal tip of the iceberg. This is y'all's now building. This ain't y'all's last one. And I'm saying that so in celebration you don't get stagnant on what's to come. We thank God for the blessing, but we know that there's still got to be more coming. There's too many universities y'all are about to touch and say there's too many businessmen and businesswomen y'all about to touch, so Forward City is about to touch. There's too many tables that have been built that y'all about to sit at that ultimately Forward City going to be. It's too much for y'all to do. This, you're just getting started. Never call your starting point your finish line. Never assume that it's done before it's done. Because you have yet to see the beauty of what God is going to bring out of every part of your story. Today, I want to end this message with a response. Because many of you have found yourself probably sitting right in the middle of what a lot of this message was comprised of. Knowing there's greatness on the inside, but you've been too discouraged, you've been too distracted, you felt like you've delayed too long. Some of y'all have said, I missed my window and I missed my moment. In God's timing, he has the ability to redeem it all. And he has the ability to get you so in tune with your why, with your call, with why he saw fit to let you survive a pandemic and everything else your life has faced in the last two years. You ain't still breathing because your immune system is amazing. You're still breathing because there's a God who wasn't finished. There's no booster shot for destiny. 
your protection for your future is that you're on assignment. You're called by God. Your voice, your story, your creativity, it's all needed. And you've slept on your starting point far too long. You've discouraged yourself enough. My assignment for Forward City is to reaffirm that God knew what he was doing when he did it in you. He knew what family to bring you up in. He knew who needed to be missing and who needed to be present. He knew if this piece or that piece had been present, it would have messed up the whole story. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew every turn, every curve, every dip, every height. He knew it all. And he loved you enough to say, I've not only sustained you, but I've got something significant that the world needs that's only going to happen when you choose to show up. Hey, thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to commit your life to this Jesus that you've been hearing about, pray this simple prayer with me. God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you got up so that I don't have to stay down. Come into my heart. Change me forever from the inside out. I'm saved. I am different. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed this prayer for the first time, or even if you rededicated your life today, I'm so proud of you, and you're not alone. Go now to forwardcity.tv slash brand new. We'd love to hear from you. Remember that in Christ, your past is gone. Your future is waiting. So move forward. Love you.